This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with Joseph Scrimshaw on Feral Audio. I am your host, the very recently mentioned Joseph Scrimshaw. Today's episode was recorded in front of a live audience at Convergence, an awesome geek convention in Minnesota, and our topic was Game of Thrones. I am a big fan of Game of Thrones. This story has intersected with my life in like lots of little weird ways over the years. My very first exposure to Game of Thrones was playing the CCG or collectible card game, and that was in like the mid-2000s. And the very first time I played the game, I got Ned Stark killed right away. I had no idea that I was playing so on point, just narrative-wise. Uh, and more recently, when I first moved to Los Angeles, many people told me I would be disoriented by the lack of seasons. And I found that to be utter bullshit because the city is covered in Game of Thrones TV show billboards. So at least for the next few years, you will always know when it's spring in Los Angeles because that is when the Game of Thrones billboards will bloom. It's very beautiful. I also ran this uh, particular episode of the podcast kind of like the first few episodes of the television show Game of Thrones in that I did not give a clear introduction to the characters. My panelists are Tim Wick and Rebecca Watson. Tim is a very busy comedian, writer, producer in Minneapolis and the host of the podcast Geeks Without God. Rebecca is a podcaster, a writer, a YouTuber, and more. She founded Skeptic.org and runs an awesome science-based game show called Quizotron. Rebecca also has cats. You'll hear more about that than you might think you would during a Game of Thrones podcast. Other things you might hear in this podcast include some babies crying, some ambient jazz music, uh, possibly babies crying at the thought of ambient jazz music. The point is, live podcast recording is an adventure. And speaking of adventures, here's a crappy segue to plugging my shows. On Saturday, July 25th at Nerdist School Stage in Los Angeles, you can check out the next installment of my strange little variety show called Comedy Dreamtime. At last month's show, an audience member said, that was weird, but I liked it. And I feel like that is a strong endorsement. This month's show features Brock Wilbur, Amber Preston, and Ali Gertz. Also coming up soon, I'll be doing a bunch of comedy shows and panels at DragonCon over Labor Day weekend in Atlanta. And then immediately from there, I am going on tour. The Double Clicks, Molly Lewis, and myself are bringing our variety show, Hashtag Nerd Night Out, to the East Coast. It is a show with comedy and music and nerd things, and it is worth leaving your house for. You can get details on all these shows on my website at josephscrimshaw.com slash live dash shows. And if you would rather just read little jokes on Twitter instead of looking at my face while the comedy words come out, you can follow me on Twitter. My clever username is at Joseph Scrimshaw. Our theme song is by the awesome Molly Lewis. Thanks as always to Molly for our theme song. And now, with no further ado, don't relax. In fact, brace yourselves, because like winter, the podcast is coming. Enjoy. Thank you. Thank you all very much uh, for coming to this live recording of Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. Uh, the topic uh, for today's podcast is Game of Thrones. We're recording live at Convergence, which is a wonderful geek convention in Minnesota. Uh, and I personally uh, am fascinated by Game of Thrones. I love it. Uh, and because I love it, and because I like all of you nice human beings, I'm going to warn you right now that the night is dark and full of spoilers. <laughs> 
there's pretty much since the television show has pretty much caught up with the book, I'm not going to call anything uh, off lines or off out of bounds. So there might be spoilers. So uh, if that is upsetting to you, by by all means, feel free to just suddenly scream and run out of the room. Um, so I, I I have not read the books. Uh, I've watched the television show. I feel as though I should have read the books because I've actually had conversations with people who have read the books so much. The amount of time I spent doing that, I could have just read the books. <laughs> like three to four times. Uh, so I feel like I know a decent amount about them. I really like watching the television show uh, with my wife, Sarah. It's, it's one of the shows that's like complete escapism for us. We kind of forget about our lives. And uh, because of some cool experiences that my wife, Sarah, has had, we have a slight connection uh, to George R. R. Martin. My wife, Sarah, uh, stage manages uh, the Wootstock show at San Diego Comic-Con that's put on by uh, Paul and Storm, Will Wheaton, and Adam Savage. And Paul and Storm have this funny song called Write Like the Wind, where they chide George R. R. Martin for not writing fast enough. <laughs> and a couple of years ago, uh, they convinced George R. R. Martin to actually come to the show and then interrupt the song and destroy Storm's guitar. <laughs> uh, and because my wife was stage managing this show, it was her job to tell George R. R. Martin when to go on stage. So he was waiting in the wings, and he was very nervous, like, I don't know when my cue is, so you need to push me. And my wife, Sarah, is a very kind, calm person. She said, okay, I'll give you a little tap on your shoulder. And he looked at her and said, no, you have to push me. <laughs> so now, uh, so she shoved him, and now every time something happens on the television show that I don't like, I can just look at her and just say, you should have pushed him harder. <laughs> So I'm very, very happy with that. I'm very, very happy uh, with the, the guests uh, that I have uh, gathered here with us. We have Rebecca Watson. Hello. Hello, everyone. Rebecca has read all the books, and she has watched all of the episodes of the television show. Mm -hmm. We also have Tim Wick. Hello. Tim has not read the books, and he has not watched even a single episode of the television show. I think I've seen a couple of clips on Entertainment Tonight. Entertainment Tonight. Did I just reveal too much about myself? <laughs> I know what you do at 6.30 every night now. It's very weird. Uh, when I asked him to be uh, on the panel, he's like, oh, I'm sorry, I will, uh, I'll learn about this. And I said, no, don't, don't. Because I'm always kind of curious with these big topics that we all kind of know a lot about. What's the difference between somebody who knows it intimately and what's the difference between somebody who just has sort of cultural osmosis? So we're going to see what Tim does and does not know and what incorrect assumptions he has made. I, I, I'm interested to find out myself. <laughs> Excellent. So, uh, Rebecca, a question yes. for you. Sure. What do you think uh, the appeal of Game of Thrones is? Um, probably the main appeal is uh, boobies and butts. Wait, are we talking about the TV show or the books? Whichever one you would like to answer. Okay, you boobies and butts. <laughs> and is that your book answer? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I, I would say um, it's, it's for people who like the boobies and butts, uh, but also the um, sprawling narrative that can span through, I mean, dozens and dozens of primary characters 
and you never know what's going to happen. There's constant shirking of, you know, tropes. You know, George R. R. Martin takes a lot of joy in making you think he's going one way and then murdering everyone you care about. Okay. <laughs> I think that's a, a great analysis, and I'm writing down trope shirking. Yeah. <laughs> so I can remember that I to make a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like something you'd do on a farm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you would know if you watched Farming Tonight. Um, <laughs> So, Tim, what, to your knowledge, is Game of Thrones about? What is the show in the books to you? Uh, Game of Thrones, as far as I know, is about a throne. <laughs> oh, I boy. presume people play chess uh, or some other, perhaps uh, it's a Yahtzee kind of, <laughs> perhaps. I, I mean, more so in the books than in yeah. the show, but yes, <laughs> I think that's fair. Um, I do, I, you know, I wanted to say this right up front. I, I'm, I'm a little concerned. I've been on Obsessed twice before. I, I was once on Obsessed, and I talked about Rage of the Lost Ark. Which you're truly obsessed yeah. with. And then uh, last year, we talked about cats. And then this past year, uh, Harrison Ford was in an airplane accident, was injured in an airplane accident. And one of the cats I talked about on the podcast last year died. Oh, no. I'm a little worried about the characters we're talking about today. <laughs> oh, sweetie. Oh, sweet summer child. <laughs> you don't have to worry about okay. that. Well, they're going to be fine. I'm so glad. Yeah, yeah. Fine isn't dead, yes. <laughs> yes. Be fine, fine dead people. Uh, Playing Yahtzee. Playing Yahtzee. Playing Yahtzee. Rebecca, who is your favorite character and why? Ooh. That's a really good question, a really hard question. Mm -hmm. I think my favorite character is Sansa, uh, and I'm going with the book Sansa, (laughs) um, because they have diverged a bit, a lot. And book Sansa, I think, is this... all of, she embodies the story of a young idealistic girl who believes in fairy tales and watching her go through this horrifically patriarchal, uh, brutal, bloody world and learning how to play the game, learning how to become, how to use her smarts and how to use her wits in order to survive and to get ahead. Cool. So yeah. do you feel like she is sort of like an analogy for the reader of the book who comes to it expecting it to be like Lord of the Rings? and then it's like Lord of the Rings, but he's like playing fuck, Mary kill with Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Sauron, Gandalf, <laughs> Bilbo. <laughs> uh, first of all. Second of all. You just killed Bilbo. <laughs> fuck Bilbo. <laughs> no, I thought that was Sauron. Oh, right, right. <laughs> fuck Sauron. Right. All right, I'll um, bring you back to that podcast next year. Uh, but the answer is no, I don't think so. I think you're actually meant to kind of hate Sansa at the start because it's like, come on, what's wrong with you? You know, she's like in love with Joffrey and everybody can immediately tell that Joffrey's a giant prick. And uh, so I think you're meant to just think that she's a dumb little girl who deserves to die. Uh, but, and that's again how I think George R. R. Martin is really good at flipping things on their head, at least in the books. <laughs> and uh, making you realize like, oh, Oh, no, I see what's happening because you're in her mind, you're in her narrative, and she's uh, learning what is, uh, you know, she's learning about the real world. She's learning.
learning that not everything has a fairy tale ending. Yeah, and I think that's still effective in the television show, just watching her go from wanting the world to be something it's not, and then just being like, son of a bitch, this all sucks. Yeah, well, in the show, she's just constantly victimized. <laughs> she's just like a pawn, like a, a, a character. I know, I know. <laughs> I totally agree. That was my reaction, too. <laughs> Uh, we got a big fan of only the books. <laughs> yeah. That baby is mad that we're talking about the television show. So, yeah, she's, uh, she's, an, she's an object. And in the books, she's much more of a subject. She's somebody who does things, or at least is beginning to do things. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Tim, kind of yeah. a, a similar question, okay. uh, but slightly different angle. Okay. Can you tell me which of the following is a real character on Game of Thrones? <laughs> I got a list. Okay. Uh, Sir Gregory Gigglefinger, Thaddeus Grumblebutts, Jameson Ladyhands, Lord Vowels Consonants, <laughs> Catherine Shithead, or Anderson Cooper. I, um, okay. <laughs> I don't feel like any of those are actual characters. Can you? Uh, can, can I, I, Anderson Cooper, I'm going to eliminate. Okay. Um, are you playing Fuck Mary Kill? <laughs> He's all three. Um, <laughs> but uh, is it, wh what was the first one again? Sir Gregory Gigglefinger. <laughs> okay, no, not that one. Next one? Thaddeus Grumblebutts. I'm going to go for that one. Thaddeus Grumblebutts. You think Thaddeus Grumblebutts is a real character? I don't, but I, I don't think any of them are. I, don't, I believe, I believe you're, tri you're tricking me. That you're, you're, just, you're just playing, you're toying with me, Joseph. None of these are real characters. It is a cruel show. game of mental Yahtzee yes. I'm playing with you. <laughs> You're just trying to get me to zero out Yahtzee or use chance. It's not Yes, fair. None, none of these characters, uh, at least, are they're not in the television show. Maybe they're in books. Um, this is a, a question for both of you, so feel free to jump in. Uh, so Khaleesi uh, commands dragons up to a point. Uh, if you could command a dragon in real life, what would you guys have the dragons do? Mm. I would definitely have the dragon kill Craig T. Nelson. <laughs> Is there a reference or a connection that I'm missing? Or do you just want Craig T. Nelson to die? I just really don't want that Coach remake to happen. <laughs> I feel like Coach was a perfect television show. There's no reason to redo it, so. If you start down this path of having your dragon eliminate <laughs> poorly advised reboots, you're going to be murdering a lot of people with your dragon. Well, that's what dragons are for, Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> and napping, apparently, from the latest episode. Uh, Tim, if you had a dragon and could command it, uh, what would you have it do I've for you? I've been thinking about it a lot while Rebecca's been talking, and I, I, feel, <laughs> I feel that what I would have a dragon, what would uh, be most useful for a dragon would be to find uh, the remote control in my, in my house, because my kids always hide it. And I think dragons would be really good at that. Do you know how big dragons are? Yeah, sure. <laughs> but they start small, and when they're small, I'm thinking, well, like the fire lizards in, in the dragon, in the, in the, 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 the Anne McCaffrey's dragon books. I don't remember. The dragon riders of Pern. There we go. There we go. Dragon riders of Pern. The fire dragons, they're really small. They could, they could dig in my couch and find the remote control. Well, maybe they're like bonsai dragons, where if you keep them in a small jar, they'll never grow. They'll never grow. Beyond. Yeah. Yeah. what you have them And in. then they can find your remote control. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things I, I really like... I think they also uh, would uh, clear the Legos off of my living 
on the floor before I step on them. That would be the other thing I'd keep them around for. So you want house servants? <laughs> yes. Yeah, you know, for $20 a month, you can pay a person to come to your home and do that. Yeah, but that's only once a month, and I need them to clear the Legos constantly. You have not met my children. <laughs> okay, well, I feel like I'm learning about you guys even more. <laughs> Rebecca wants to murder Craig T. Nelson, and you need a little help around the house. <laughs> I think that's fine. Uh, so the larger story arc in Game of Thrones about the White Walkers and the Wall, uh, do you guys think that that is an analogy for climate change? <laughs> well, they do say winter is coming. That's true. Right? Mm -hmm. I, yes. I, I'm going, I think that's a Game of Thrones thing. That's correct. Well done. They yeah. say winter is coming, which is, to my mind, the opposite of global climate change. So... Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what the White Walkers are? Uh, white people who walk? It's <laughs> <laughs> people getting like, exercise at the mall. That's is exactly it, right. Is it, is it like Will Steiger? I don't know. <laughs> I think that's fair. I think the White Walkers can be an analogy for white people in general. Just is like, it a polar bear on its hind legs? Is it I, I, constantly I, I, encroaching on other people's land yeah. and yeah. mindlessly murdering people? Yeah. 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 So you feel it's not about climate change. It's, it's about White people. Just white people suck. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. can buy that. How would you, in your analogy of uh, white walkers as just white people, uh, how would you interpret the ability to raise the dead? Mm. How do white people oh, raise the dead? By constantly saying, well, what the Founding Fathers meant. <laughs> raise the Constitution. So it's really only figuratively raising the dead. Yeah, but yeah. again, we're talking about analogies. Raising yeah. the dead as they perceive them to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Well, this question we're going to learn a little you bit know, more. Southerners weren't actually racist in the Civil War. Right. It that was, was uh, states' rights. Yeah. States' rights, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little misunderstanding <laughs> that slaughtered thousands of people. Uh, much like Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, so we'll learn a little bit more about you guys from this question as well. Uh, the houses in Game of Thrones, all of the, the noble houses, are very proud. Um, what do you guys think the strengths and weaknesses of your houses would be? What would House Watson be like? Oh, dear. <laughs> well, the parents would constantly be on the cusp of divorce, <laughs> but never actually doing it, staying together for the children. Uh-huh. Did you learn enough about me? <laughs> or should I continue? Rebecca, I don't think I'll ever learn enough about you. <laughs> yeah, I think you should continue. So what would, your, what would the house motto be of your divorce-prone family? <laughs> Let's keep it together till Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and is there is there an image on the sigil? That's a masturbating cat. <laughs> what about the bathrobe? <laughs> with with a bathrobe. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, for listeners, uh, please listen to last year's Obsessed podcast uh, that we recorded at Convergence called Cats, most of which is about your cat masturbating on you. Well, once that comes up, so to speak, it's oh, hard yeah. to it's hard to move on to any other topic. In, in, we haven't been able to move on for almost 365 days. <laughs> All right, so Tim. I think that story killed my cat. I'm just 
<laughs> he was embarrassed because I couldn't tell that kind of story. <laughs> My poor cat. Oh, Aww. and sad that your cat died of shame. Um, so, Tim, uh, do you do you understand uh, the the general idea of the question that they're I, the noble houses? They noble have their houses. mottos. Sure, they're I've, very proud. I've, I've heard of historical noble houses. Yeah, but yes. this is different. It's this. better. Okay. Because it's on TV every week, and sometimes there are breasts and, and men's buttocks. buttocks. Yes. yes, okay. Sometimes uh, so a peen. Yeah. House, I, House Wick, I, th I, um, I think uh, our biggest strength would be uh, starting something else we don't have time to do. Okay. Yeah, just committing, overcommitting. Overcommitting? Overcommitting is our superpower. Okay, so yeah. wh how would you translate that into the nice, tight little motto? Uh, there must have been a moment when we should have said no. <laughs> uh, and what would the uh, what would the image be that on the sigil? It would just be a gigantic mishmash of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a, a, a dragon picking up Legos, or yeah, like a like a foot with a Lego wedged in it. <laughs> That'd be terrifying. <laughs> and a Facebook page with like, or an internet browser with like fifteen different windows open, and, and about twenty-two half-composed emails. Um, and uh, yeah, that's uh, awesome. It'd be really interesting to look at. <laughs> you could study With it for a, a long time. Nice. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Uh, so there's been a red wedding and a purple wedding. What color should the next wedding be, and what should that color mean? Oh, dear. Uh, <laughs> somebody in the audience has voted for brown. The shit wedding, obviously. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man. Uh, well, it would be, I would like to see... Um, a white wedding starring Billy Idol as a white walker. <laughs> <laughs> and what would, uh, what would narratively happen? What would the function of that be? Well, um, Littlefinger would uh, offer to marry a white walker uh, to form an alliance so that he can reign over every, everything, you know. Um, so... He, he would go with for Billy Idol. Like they would all line up, and he'd be like, "Obviously, I want to marry Billy Idol." And, <laughs> and then would Billy Idol sing at his own yeah. wedding? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he would he would sing a you know. Um, hey, sister, I tried, thank you. <laughs> I was trying to think of any other Billy Idol song, and I couldn't. <laughs> I can really picture the the main White Walker singing that suddenly. Yeah, and then they would have sex, and they would make a baby that looks like half Billy Idol and half Littlefinger. All at the wedding. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's how they reproduce. That's how Billy Idol's reproduce? Yes. <laughs> By having sex at a wedding? And, and immediately having a baby. Out their penis. <laughs> well, they're both boys. It was that or the butt. What do you want? Start again! <laughs> Come on! <laughs> I, I accept that answer. I think that's a very good answer. Uh, Tim, do you know uh, vaguely what the red wedding and the purple wedding are? Uh, my understanding is that uh, if you get married in Game of Thrones, uh, you are going to die. Mm -hmm. So I believe that uh, what happens in the red wedding and the purple wedding is somebody gets married and then they die. <laughs> to be fair, though, uh, you also die if you don't get married. So. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, it's like a baby coming out of the butt or the peen. There's not a good choice. <laughs> so, so 
So I guess that, that I sort of do kind of understand. Okay. Uh, for fun, uh, what do you think happened? The red wedding's pretty easy to interpret. What do you think happened at the purple wedding? Why is a purple wedding a color of death? I think uh, purple is a... <laughs> See, all I can think of is a purple-headed warrior, and that doesn't feel appropriate right now. And but it, it ties into the whole. Start again. I think I think uh, purple is an appropriate color for death because purple is just a darker color of red, and they'd already had a red wedding. I think that's fair. That works I'm pretty for me. sure yeah. that's exactly what happened. Yes. He's like, I need a new color, but it also needs to be a color of death, and purple's kind of like red. Because I assume he's colorblind. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if you're going to have another wedding, another uh, wedding with a color title. I know, yeah. Mm-hmm. What would the color be and what would happen at the wedding? I was going to say white and I was going to refer to Billy Idol and now I can't. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to say green. I like green. Green is a good wedding. I think uh, green, it, it's, it's a color of spring, which would make it much harder for someone to be killed or die at a green wedding because it's, it's kind of inappropriate, but... Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you, you think that the only reason why these people died at the other weddings is because it was appropriate. What? As far as... as but far in as the, the spring. As far as the decorative theme, yes. Okay. Okay, so you're saying that they threw a party and called it the red wedding and then, and then got killed like, well, and you're well, like, well, what did you expect? Exactly. Exactly. Did you not read the invitation (laughs) you can have steak or fish or deck and so the thing about a green wedding is uh winter uh, as i've uh explained is coming (laughs) that's my understanding that it's it's on its way and i guess i i think that's bad i think it's bad that winter's coming so a green wedding would imply that spring is coming and that's better all right. That's All right. Good. That's very nice. optimistic of yeah. you. Yeah. That won't happen in this story. I don't think it will, but... <laughs> no. You asked nope. What I, what I, I look forward yeah. to your fan fiction. Uh, so a thing that the television show uh, was criticized, or at least noted for, particularly in the first season, uh, was something that people called a sex position, where in order to make some backstory interesting, there'd be people having sex in the background while the details were shared with the audience. So if you guys could have something kind of boring but very necessary explained to you while you were having sex. (laughs) What would you want explained to you during sex? All right. Uh, I I would want it to be explained to me how Khal Drago came back to life and teleported to my bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't sound boring. So, if that happened and call, you and Khal Drogo were having sex, mm-hmm. you would want him to be telling you, oh, well, I fell through a portal, I touched one of those Outlander rocks. And- you know, <laughs> it would honestly be uh, more of a turn on than anything he would naturally say. <laughs> so, so, it would either be that or just shh. <laughs> 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 You're prettier this way. <laughs> Just shh. 
<laughs> that would kind of ruin the point of my question if you just well, shushed no, him. No, 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 that's what I'm saying. So he could just explain how he got there, and right. that would be, like, less insulting than whatever right. call Drago thing he was going to say, you know? <laughs> so you think if he wasn't explaining the thing that you would want him to say, he'd probably he would be just talking be talking about eating horse hearts and, like, how he's going to show me something. I don't know. Like, some, <laughs> some sexist bullshit, probably. <laughs> At which point, like, I would lose it, you know, so. <laughs> uh, for audio listeners, Rebecca made a small penis getting sad gesture. That accurately explains the gesture I made, yes. Thank you. Small, sad penis. Uh, small. But what I'm interested in uh, is asking people weird questions about sex, uh, live podcasts, obviously, but also th th that weird idea that this information could be absorbed and, in fact, would be absorbed better while sex is happening. And it's interesting that even in answering this ridiculous question, you keep turning it back to the conversation has to be related to the sex that is happening. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. Uh, Tim, yeah. same question to you. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I'm, I'm having sex and something boring is being explained to me? Yes. Okay. So I've been thinking about it a lot. Uh, <laughs> and I feel what I would like to have explained to me while I'm having sex would be basically Antonin Scalia. <laughs> Because, <laughs> because if somebody's going to explain him to me, I want something good to be happening at the same time. I mean, is he there, though, like looking at you judgmentally? Yeah, is he like reading one of his dissents? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not like slash fiction, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's keep this serious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I would think um, somebody else would need to be there explaining him but it couldn't be Clarence Thomas. <laughs> could it be the notorious RBG? It could be Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah, right. Bader. I'd, yeah. I'd take her. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> I would be happy to have her in, her bed, in my bedroom explaining mm. Bandon and Scalia to me while I was having sex with my wife. Mm. Your Pat's, Pat's going to listen to this later and I'm going to be in so much trouble. <laughs> You started with trying to pick up the house. And a few questions later, <laughs> Ruth Bader Ginsburg is lecturing you guys while you're having sex. That's <laughs> pretty great. Uh, so part of, the, I think, the sort of cultural sensation of the, the television show and its weird relationship to the books is spoilers. What do you guys think is the proper spoiler etiquette for sharing information for the books and just for when a television show just airs, what do you think proper spoiler etiquette is in our modern world? Well, I'm a big fan of spoilers in that I use them to punish people that I don't <laughs> like. <laughs> so if, say, I get a lot of uh, like harassment online, like on Twitter and things like that. And so sometimes someone will tweet something to me, uh, you know, like calling me a nasty word or hoping that I die. And sometimes like they'll happen to be following me. And when that happens, I send them a direct message message with Game of Thrones spoilers. <laughs> so, um, I don't like that. I can't really do that now because of the 
TV show catching up to the books. Yeah. Um, so I'll be moving on to other things um, like uh, like Margaret Atwood's uh, trilogy, Orcs and Crake, is going to be the next big HBO show. So I'll probably start up with that. You know, like other other things like that. But that to me is the best use of spoilers. So you feel like they are just weapons. Exactly. I feel that way about most things. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Tim, uh, what do you think is spoiler etiquette? Uh, you know, spoiler etiquette for me, it, it depends on the person. I think, uh, personally, I don't care about spoilers. Because if it's a well-told story, if it's a good show, then what I know about it doesn't spoil the show. Because it's it's about what the show is telling me, how it tells it, how it tells that story. And not necessarily whether or not I know the story. I love Apollo 13, and I know they get back. Um, <laughs> right, but that's... But the point is that there's there's a spoiler there. There is you always have an opportunity to know the story, right? You know, the the sec- literally seconds after Game of Thrones was done, there were 15 blog posts in fa- in my Facebook feed telling me what happened in the headline. You know, oh my OMG, can you believe what happened to Jon Snow? Well, I don't know that much. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to anybody who hasn't, who, who hasn't read Facebook <laughs> in the last three weeks. Uh, and, and even though it didn't say, Jon Snow got killed, I didn't have to know that because I know enough about Game of Thrones that when it says, oh my God, what just happened with Jon Snow? How many options were there? He got a Manny Petty. He, he, he knew something. He found out Peter Dinklage is his long lost father. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was. Don't dead. joke. I, there is a theory. <laughs> there, there, there are a lot. So, but I think you need to like just. You could fucking warn somebody, unless they're harassing you on Twitter, then I think it's really okay. Or, you know, my favorite is on Twitter when, you know, you've got 160 characters and you tweet, spoiler, and then you write the spoiler. (laughs) And you think, well, they'll stop (laughs) before they read this entire tweet. Yes. That is in front of their face, all of the letters at once. Yes. Yeah. A colon is not like the wall. It doesn't doesn't prevent you from moving on. In In fact, I think the best spoiler etiquette ever is to not say spoiler, because when you put in all caps, spoiler, in front of anything, what I believe most people do is, I wonder what it says next. Yeah. Yeah. It's like there are a lot of billboards that are warning people not to uh, text and drive, but the text on those billboards is always really small, yeah. so I keep straining to read them. I think I think maybe the best way, the best spoiler etiquette is to lead everything with what I'm about to say is completely uninteresting. <laughs> oh no, that wouldn't work for me. No. I would be so much more intrigued. That's his bread and butter. The, un- <laughs> the uninteresting. I'm totally not going to spoil Game of Thrones. That's what that's what it should say, and then people don't want to read it because they're like, but there's no fun in it. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Um, so. Rebecca, if you were writing Game of Thrones, how would you want it to end? Oh. If you had control. Okay, so uh, Danny has made it to the wall with her dragons, uh, fully under her control. Maybe Peter Dinklage is on one. And, uh, and an, <laughs> an army of White Walkers comes towards them, and uh, they're about to face off, and the leader of the White Walkers steps forward and then removes a mask, 
Craig T. Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> and then does the dragon... Nope. Black screen. Done. <laughs> and then just the credits from Coach. Credits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the credits over top of previous scenes we've seen in the past, like, you Can know, Craig that we remember T. following. Nelson be holding a remote control? Just wondering. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, sure. sure. Yeah. Yeah, he's, it took he's, me a second. I'm like, why? Oh, right. He's watching football playback. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. Um, but so in the big picture, do you want the story to end in an even vaguely happy way? Do you want it to be ambiguous or do you want it to be just depressing and dark reminder that the world is a brutal place? I mean, I don't really need that reminder. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, a part of me, I do want it to be a happy ending, although I'm not expecting or even hoping for uh, Jon Snow sitting on the Iron Throne, you know, ruling the Seven Kingdoms. I think the better way to end it is a happy ending in which characters get sort of what they deserve. <laughs> you know, that's the best I'm hoping for. Okay. Like, just getting, Ramsey Bolton getting punched in the nuts as the last scene. <laughs> that would be fine. By Sansa. <laughs> like, yeah. that That would be, like, a happy ending. So you, you'd like it to be, like, you know, a sort of a movie based on real events where we catch up with the characters? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Ramsey Bolton went on to be punched in the nuts <laughs> through eternity. And, it, and in, I'm absolutely serious when I say this. My my true hope is that Sansa and Jon Snow hook up. Okay. Yeah. You want Jon Snow to come back from the dead first, right? You might not we, be dead, Joseph. Are we going to get that. into that right now? <laughs> <laughs> Shall read, we? I, I, I accidentally read all the theories. <laughs> that accidentally took you more time than to just read the books. Right. Yeah. Okay. Accidentally. Yeah. Yeah, it was not. We could go into that, but yeah, there He's, is there is one like major plot point that has yet to be spoiled for show watchers. Okay, and uh, yeah, it may relate to that. But Excellent. if if you wanted to insult Rebecca on Twitter, she could spoil it for you. Oh yeah, yeah. If anybody wants to know, just call me a cunt on Twitter. I'll let you know. <laughs> That's a really horrible information hotline that you set up for yourself. 1-900-C-WORD, ask Rebecca. Uh, Tim, knowing very little about the story, how would you like it to end? Uh, well, I feel like uh, the way I would like it to end is uh, perhaps there's a green wedding. Uh, I'm going to say between Sansa and Jon Snow, because I like Rebecca and I want to help her out a little bit, a little bit of fan service there. Uh, and um, there are children strewing Legos down the aisle, and then dragons pick the Legos up before Sansa and Jon Snow walk on them. I don't know a lot about this show. Is there a sort of quiet Mexican song playing in the background? I think... I don't know if people can hear that listening on the podcast, but here in the room, we're being entertained as Tim talks about the green wedding to some light Mexican music. And, uh... And then, uh, then, then, then Maybe the mariachi band is uh, atop a, d a dragon. Fine. And then, and then, uh, it's, it's not like a, it's not a happy ending. It's not a, a super happy ending because, uh, winter is over and spring is coming because it's, it's the green wedding and, uh, <laughs> It went away and came back, right? <laughs> Thank you for valley. 
this is great when you're at a convention. I looked out to the audience for validation, and the first person I saw was someone dressed as Where's Waldo? <laughs> really pops in an actual crowd. <laughs> it's amazing. Anyway, uh, the way it ends is the dragons take the Legos and they build a new wall. <laughs> okay, to not, keep out the mariachi music. You know not as big as the old wall, obviously, because Legos are a lot smaller than bricks. <laughs> You know the wall's not made of bricks, right? I know, nope. I don't know. Right. <laughs> uh, next year, can we have like a mob of people who all dress up as like the, the almost Waldos? <laughs> like, <laughs> like the people just wearing stripes that are going the wrong way or like carrying a cane for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> what are we listening to now? I'm just going to turn my podcast into like I'm fucking DJing ambient music. <laughs> What is this now? What's going to be great is when you get sued by the MPAA or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> there's, I think, against the back wall somewhere, there's like a weird radio thing uh, by the door somewhere, and somebody must have turned it on. I, oh, I, did someone lean I on something? I had this experience when I was, when I was in this room <laughs> before once. Uh, so, I believe oh, a gentleman is shazam it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. A round of applause for the man with the bow tie. Thank you very much. Okay, so moving on, you guys, I have a quiz about Game of Thrones, but I wanted it to be fair to both of you. So the goal of this quiz is to get the answers the most wrong. Okay. And you will be awarded points. I'm trying not to look at the answer. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter because you will know the answer, and I want you to get it wrong. Oh, right. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. Okay. Here we go. Uh, feel free, either of you, to buzz in by making any noise that you would like to with your mouths. Okay. <laughs> I know what I said. <laughs> first question is, which main character gets their head cut off in the first book? I believe that was Tim. Oh, sweet. Uh, I'm going to say... Uh, one of the White Walkers. That Beep. is Rebecca? Billy Idol. <laughs> that is more incorrect than the White Walker. Yes. <laughs> Rebecca is at negative one. Tim is at zero. Uh, what is House Baratheon's motto? Yes. <laughs> Are you buzzing in or is that your answer? Both. Okay. <laughs> Buzzed. You're looking at me like I'm supposed to. I'm, say I'm just gonna see. I was waiting to see if you were gonna buzz in. Do you, do you want to weigh in on that one? She already buzzed in. All right, fair enough. Get to go first. No, she's just gonna do this for a while. I I know Rebecca. She she's got a shtick that's working. She's gonna stick with it for a while. Uh, Rebecca loses another point. What? Uh, what is the third book in the series? Blue. Bl <laughs> Rebecca. <laughs> Rebecca. Uh. Jon Snow and the Goblet of Power. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty wrong. Uh, Tim, do you have any guesses? Yeah, so long and thanks for all the fish. <laughs> oh. Points, points for that. Uh, 
So uh, the, I'll, I'll give you a minus two because it was wrong and yet a little bit right. Um, how does Tyrion attempt to stop Stannis' invasion of King's Landing? Bloop! <laughs> By uh, leaning over and tripping him. <laughs> he's just running, and he's tiny, so By tripping his entire fleet of boats. Yes. That's fairly wrong. Okay. Tim, uh, do you want to buzz uh, in? Yeah. Sorry. Uh, I think it's uh, by getting him stoned and burning down all white castles. <laughs> I really. It, it would work. Yeah, I appreciated the random and violent nature of that answer. Uh, so you're gonna, you're at minus five. Rebecca's only at minus two. Whoa. Yeah. What do the two R's in George R. R. Martin's name stand for? Come on. <laughs> Tim. Uh, reading railroad. <laughs> I concur. You, you just agree with that? I agree, yeah. All right. Tim loses another five points. He's at Jeez. negative ten. Yay! To Rebecca's negative There are two. no answers about coming cats. <laughs> <laughs> Yet. Here we go. I just said it. What part of Theon Greyjoy's body is removed by Ramsay Bolton? <laughs> His masturbating cat. <laughs> That is very incorrect. Tim, can you be more incorrect? His self-respect? Oh. Oh. That was actually correct. That's very, very accurate. Oh. God damn it. <laughs> Not even a, like, that's on the nose. It's on something. Uh, you want to try again? <laughs> uh, his... Uh, Harrison Ford flying an airplane. <laughs> he, uh, on he, a golf course. Uh, you think a part of the young Greyjoy's body was Harrison Ford flying a plane? I think so. All right, that's deeply incorrect. Tim is up to negative 20. No! And Rebecca gained a point. No! No! Redemption! Uh, if you're not careful, Rebecca, you're going to be in the positives. Ah! Uh, Okay, next this question. what you get for watching the show, Rebecca. What are all of Daenerys Targaryen's titles? Blue. Rebecca. Captain. Uh, um, Tenille. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joker. Toker. <laughs> Midnight Smoker. <laughs> Maurice. <laughs> Uh, just for fun, could you could you do an impression of Daenerys announcing herself in a very regal yes. way with all of those titles behind it? I am Daenerys Targaryen, Captain, Tennille, Choker, Smoker, Toker, <laughs> Maurice. <laughs> that was very regal. Thank you. I <laughs> specialize in regal. Uh, and super wrong. Uh, so uh, I, you will you will lose ten points. Um, oh, so wait, Tim. No, I know. I was, okay. I'm going to give those to you no matter what. Okay. Uh, Tim, can yeah. you answer this question incorrectly? Uh, yeah. Uh, John Jacob Jingleheimer Schnitzelbaum. <laughs> Oh, the Sherna, oh, the Sherna, oh, the Sherna Schnitzelbank. 
allowed to sing it. <laughs> this is a very musically themed podcast. Uh, Tim will lose another uh, 10 points as well. So he's at negative 30. Trebek is at negative 10. Okay. What is the one word that the character Hodor says? <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca. <laughs> Are you implying that he swears and you bleeped him? <laughs> All right, Tim. Come on! <laughs> I honestly don't know if you're buzzing in or not. No, like, I already made that joke, but now I honestly don't know. That was my answer. That was my that answer. That was your answer? My answer, and, and also my buzz in. Okay. Uh, for additional, uh, well, I'll, I'll have you guys lose some points for us. Uh, Tim's going to lose negative uh, 20, so he's down to negative 50. Yay! Uh, and Rebecca, you lost one. You're at negative 11. No. Uh, for super bonus points, uh, can you guys give me your best impression of Hodor himself saying this word with different emotions? Uh, so, boop. yep. Okay, I'm going to give you the emotion. So, in oh. your world, Hodor says boop. Can you uh, say that in an alarmed manner? Boop. <laughs> I mean, it's supposed to be wrong, right? Oh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I'm so glad she went first. I just gained a thousand points for doing my own fucking quiz wrong. All right, Tim. Yeah. I'm gonna have you do it, but I want you to do the actual emotions. Okay. Uh, so you, 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 in your world, Hodor's only word is "come on." Come on. Okay. It's actually two words, but whatever. <laughs> Not the way Billy Idol says it, is it? <laughs> yes. Okay. So can you uh, say that word in an alarmed way? Uh, yes. <clears throat> oh, now. Oh, okay. <laughs> Come on! How about uh, in a satisfied way? Come on. <laughs> now we know what it's like to have sex with Tim. <laughs> <laughs> You're in for a treat, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm just going to leave it at that. Uh, and this is the, uh, well, let's see, uh, Rebecca, you will lose another 10, so you're at negative 21, uh, and Tim will lose another 50, so he's at negative 100. Come oh, on! Really? Oh, you said come on, now you'll lose another 100. Thank you. There you go. Uh, so for the win, because uh, you guys are now very, very close, this is an essay question. Hmm. Who is my favorite game, game of Thrones character and why? Rebecca. Craig T. Nelson. <laughs> because you're a huge fan of Coach and um, <clears throat> Parenthood. <laughs> that is very, very wrong. Uh, Tim. Uh, Motley Crue. Because uh, you're, uh, because Motley Crue represents everything that is right with the world, it is it is part of your your psyche growing up. And holy shit, Motley Crue's on Game of Thrones. Rock on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and apparently, they're related to Hodor. <laughs> this is Motley Crue. Only say rock on. <laughs> is it rock on? <laughs> you guys have constructed the worst fucking television show ever. 
Craig what? D. Nelson and Molly <laughs> Crew and Odor saying, come on! Wait till you read my fan fiction about Craig T. Nelson getting roasted by some dragons and you are going to change your mind, my friend. Okay, well I'm going to leave this up to the audience. By applause, please applaud for the person who you think said things most wrong. For Rebecca. <laughs> for Tim. I think Tim has it by a woo. Whoa! Come on! I just, oh, I just got robbed. I'm sorry, did he win because it's the wrongest, so the audience is wrong? (laughs) Which would make you feel better, Rebecca? (laughs) I just want to hug, Joseph. I'll hug you. Do you want to hug? Aww. Aww. Thanks. That was nice. Um, Okay, so that is the end of our quiz. Uh, So I'm going to ask the how obsessed are you questions. I always ask these questions on the podcast to kind of get a barometer across all the podcasts of people's level of intensity in their interest. So, uh, Rebecca, you first. Do you think about Game of Thrones every day? Uh, Game of Thrones or Craig T. Nelson, yes. (laughs) I'm now going to ban Craig T. Nelson from the rest of the podcast. (laughs) Next time Rebecca's on, it's just going to be obsessed with Craig T. Nelson. (laughs) And I'm actually going to get Craig T. Nelson to do it. I won't be here. It'll just be That would be the pinnacle of my existence. Okay. Uh, So do you you think about... Yeah, uh, yeah, because I I follow the the subreddit, actually, because I love reading the fan theories. So I probably do think about it every day. Awesome. Tim, do you think about Game of Thrones every day. I don't I don't think I can really help it because I'm probably on Facebook at least every day and if you scroll down past like the first couple of posts on Facebook somebody will be talking about Game of Thrones. <laughs> it just so I I do it by accident. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Rebecca, would you get a Game of Thrones tattoo? <laughs> or do you have a Game of Thrones tattoo? <laughs> There was a movement towards mooning, but it did not happen. Um, no, I wouldn't. I would not. Do you have any tattoos? I do not. No, my body is a temple. No. (laughs) No, I just change my mind about things too often. I can't get tattoos. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, Tim, would you get a Game of Thrones tattoo? Uh, I would get a Game of Thrones tattoo... If somebody paid me to do it because right now I'm freelancing and I need money really badly. <laughs> so sure. So you would sell your body for Game of Thrones? Yes. Okay. Yes. How much it money... It seems like a lot of folks have done that already. Uh, how much money would I have to pay you to get Hodor tattooed across your buttocks? Hodor saying, the, come the on. Character. <laughs> the character... The, the, the character Hodor, the word Hodor, or Billy Idol playing Hodor? I was just thinking the words, just one cheek is ho and the other one's door. <laughs> it just works out. I would, I would do that if you just paid my, made my house payments for a year. Oh, that's all? Yeah. That's okay. Sure. I'll, I'll look into that. Uh, Rebecca, you've kind of already answered Somebody's this. Somebody's waving around a dollar bill. <laughs> Five dollars. Oh, five dollar bill. Five dollars. Wow. Five That's big ones. That's for... a start. That'll get you hoe. <laughs> <laughs> That'll get me one minute into January first. So thanks. Nice, uh, Rebecca. Would you read or write slash fiction about Game of Thrones? Oh, or absolutely. Just have you? Uh, 
I, I have not in the traditional sense, but I feel like I've, <laughs> I've talked about it enough that I've woven my own fan fiction Okay, universe. so you have headcanon. So, yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. excellent. Yeah. Uh, Tim, how about you? Would you uh, read or write slash fiction about uh, Game of Thrones? Yes, if somebody paid uh, the house payment. <laughs> uh, yeah. Got yeah. it. Rebecca, would you discuss Game of Thrones with Hitler? <laughs> I mean, yeah, why not? What else are we going to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> Tim, would you discuss Game of Thrones with Hitler? Well, I, I think it would depend on whether he's seen this show, because I wouldn't want to spoil it for him. <laughs> I think that's fair. Uh, Rebecca, would you see a Game of Thrones movie made by Adam Sandler? <laughs> yes, but I would pay for another movie and then sneak in. <laughs> Excellent. Tim, same question. Would you uh, see a Game of Thrones movie made by Adam Sandler? Uh, does it have Pac-Man in it? Because I'm going to go see the one with Pac-Man in it. You monster. Because it's got Pac-Man in it. No. It's got Pac-Man in it. I know. Shut up, Joseph. <laughs> it's a gigantic CGI Pac-Man eating people, and you're judging me. I am. If it was eating Hodor, it was a gigantic Pac-Man eating Hodor, I would pay to see it. All right. Not a lot. I'd go to a second-run theater. I'm not stupid. You know, now that I think of it, Adam Sandler would probably be in it, and so he would probably be brutally murdered at some point, so that would be good. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good answer. It yeah. got a light round of applause. Yeah. <laughs> I'll uh, take it. If the only way, and I, sh I should uh, clarify that I've been asking this question on all the podcasts, because uh, sometimes it's, it's awkward depending on what the topic is. This one, it kind of works out. Uh, if the only way you could watch or read Game of Thrones is if someone first punched you in the groin, would you still watch and read Game of Thrones? Can I wear a cup of some sort? Sure. Then yeah. That's a, just a Saturday night. <laughs> oh, God, it's Saturday, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Is your cup called the wall? <laughs> and there's a horn that'll blow it down. <laughs> a little something, something for book readers. <laughs> Tim, same question. Uh, I would if uh, the person punching or kicking me in the groin was Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> Just because you would feel more respected? I, I, I'd feel cooler. Yeah. I'd feel, yeah. A nice famous groin I punch. Think, I don't think she kicks a lot of people in the groin, so that would be pretty special. Yeah. And I think she'd, like, read you her reasoning of why she's doing it. <laughs> she'd, she'd, read, she'd read her judgment as to why I deserve to be kicked in the groin. And you would agree with her because she's because, very compelling. Yeah. When she got to the end, I'd be like, yes, it's true. I deserve to be kicked in the groin by Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and then it would happen. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Excellent. Uh, so I always people to make a noise to sum up their obsession. Uh, so can you make a noise to sum up your obsession with Game of Thrones? <laughs> what does that mean in the context of Game of Thrones? Is that your, your doubt about how it's all going to turn out? Is that uh, the mewling of a baby dragon? What is that? Uh, Joseph, that's the motto of House Brathian. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. It's, it's, it's just trying to make it through till Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Uh, and Tim, can you make a noise to sum up your obsession with a thing that you've never watched or read? <laughs> Come on! <laughs> 
Excellent. Uh, and we always wrap up the podcast uh, with some final questions. They don't necessarily relate uh, back to the main topic. Tim, if you could bring any comedian back from the dead and perform with this zombie comedian, what zombie uh, comedian would you want to perform with? Yeah. Uh, see, I'm tempted to say George Carlin just because he was amazing, but he would be a lot better than me. <laughs> so... I think you're going to get up stage when you're performing with a zombie comedian. <laughs> but I'd like to feel like we're in the same ballpark. I'd like to feel like we. So I'm I'm gonna say, uh, and I oh, mm, I can't remember the name now. Uh, 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 come back to me. I'm gonna look it up. Okay, uh, sounds good. Uh, Rebecca. If you could have one extra body part, such as an arm, a leg, or a face, which would it be and why? Wait, a face counts as one body part? Sure. <laughs> it's not a bad deal. <laughs> I'd have to go with a penis, though, because then I'd have a penis. <laughs> this is what I would do. For like audio listeners, she's sort of dancing, like maybe a Lady Gaga song is playing. Just no, a like, bop, bop, bop. A, like a baby elephant. Like, whips his little trunk around. <laughs> I don't know if you really get penises. <laughs> oh, I get penises. <laughs> <laughs> there are free men beyond the wall. All right, Tim, what is the name of your zombie comedian? Uh, it would be Sam Kinison. Uh. <laughs> and the reason is because he's a zombie, and the first time he shouted, his jaw would fall off. <laughs> and then I feel like I might have a chance. Excellent. Uh, and the final question for everyone on the podcast is always, what is happiness? You guys have both answered this question, so just for fun, this time I'd like you to answer it for one another. Uh, so, Tim, what do you think happiness is for Rebecca? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Rebecca, what do you think happiness is for Tim Wick? A clean floor? <laughs> you are goddamn right. <laughs> Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. That is our podcast. Listening to Obsessed, Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. Obsessed.